When the COVID-19 pandemic hit humanity in late 2019, we suddenly realised that the systems that hold us together are fragile. Our understanding of what is essential has changed dramatically and we've had to find new ways to work, study and create. To be together while apart, take care of ourselves and others and find ways to build a similar but different world. In this third season of Modcast, we explore these cultural, economic and personal challenges and ask how we can learn from this disruption to better frame the future. Welcome to Life Interrupted. Perhaps it's the symptom of being an island nation or having such vast spaces within our country to explore, but Australians seem to have a need to travel. Our breathtaking coastlines, fluffy koalas and killer sunsets also make our nation an exciting holiday destination for international visitors. But with essentially all flights in and out of Australia cancelled for the foreseeable future, our itchy feet and dreams of wanderlust are indefinitely on hold. Or at least, when it comes to travel, it's time to think creatively. I'm Nina Phillips, and in this episode of Life Interrupted, we are looking at how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the global tourism industry and methods of local connection Australians are turning to that may change our understanding of domestic travel as we know it. There is kind of a joke and a, the best jokes have a little bit of the truth to them. And uh, it goes like this. One way to be a millionaire is to start with a billion dollars and then buy an airline and you'll be a millionaire in no time. That's Dr. Kate Quidley, an associate professor in aviation at the University of South Australia. She says the airline industry is a highly competitive business at the best of times, and the current closure of international and domestic borders has caused an unprecedented economic hit to tourism worldwide. But the lack of air traffic has resulted in a global reduction of carbon emissions, a decrease in air pollution, and other positive impacts on the environment, which are causing people to reevaluate their travel habits. Cleaner skies, cleaner waters. Venice is in the news for having some really beautiful water now. And so you have these cities starting to look around saying, hey, this is actually kind of nice and maybe we need to look at creating a more sustainable future for ourselves and not be so worried about getting that money coming in from tourism. But the fact is, for many nations, tourism is a crucial economic resource. In 2019, tourism contributed $60.8 billion to the Australian economy and directly employed 666,000 Australians. That's 5% of our workforce. Dr. Kate Quidley says current environmental solutions in aviation present other challenges. A lot of people talk about having different types of fuel systems, having greener aircraft, perhaps, different types of alternate fuel sources. But you have to realize there's an issue on a, a couple different sides. One is that when an aircraft is created, it's meant to run for a really long time, 30 years or so. It's not unusual, right? Or you also have to look at what is the cost of fuel right now? And right now the cost of fuel is really low. So it costs more to have um, an alternative source than it would be to 
run fossil fuels, which I'm not saying it's good, bad or indifferent. It's just here is the current situation. To create a more environmentally sustainable future, a rethink of aviation and tourism operations is necessary. Is there another way to handle how we travel from one place to another? How do we make sure that people are safe to fly? What are some novel solutions to handling these current problems? So instead of trying to get back to how we were, how do we make things even better? Dr. Freya Higgins de Biol is a lecturer in tourism management at the University of South Australia. She believes the pandemic is shedding light on areas of social injustice within tourism as well. COVID-19 illuminated problems with the cruise industry that I think became glaringly obvious when the ships were stopped and blocked from being able to come into ports and passengers weren't able to be unloaded. But particularly what caught my eye was the lack of concern for the workers. The model that the cruise industry is based upon is making profits off of low pay and poor working conditions. Freya sees this as just one example of the many ways tourism is set up for profit making that fails to benefit local communities. There shouldn't be workers who need to have two and three jobs working 80 hours a week to be able to afford their rent and take care of their families. And we have had that in the past. So tourists need to be willing to pay more money for the experiences so that the people working in the tourism economy actually can make a living out of it. COVID-19 has made it clear that tourism and travel are significant to the economy. It's time for us customers to show the workers in this industry that their work is valued. We need to be more responsible and sustainable in our choices. And again, you know, climate change comes front to mind. And in our choices of what we do as humans, the problem with my industry or my sector of study with tourism is it is a optional luxury choice of human activity. It is not an essential thing that we need to do. But while it's not essential, Dr. Freya Higgins de Biol says some aspects of travel are undeniably vital to human well-being. With the lockdown, we've got families that are separated from each other. And I think Australia could really relate to this because we've got such a large percentage of our community who are either foreign born or have family internationally. And so we've needed this travel to connect with visiting our friends and relatives. Across the Tasman, New Zealanders have been rethinking their tourism strategies and directing energies towards forms of ecotourism that are beneficial to the well-being of locals. It's such a beautiful idea and I really think that that's a world-leading effort that they have over there. So if I could say, you know, one thing I would like for all of us when we get out of this crisis and we start looking to renewing ourselves, that we don't go back to business as normal, that we do actually take this as inspiration to create a new future. A future that values local knowledge, small businesses, art, culture and more. A future where the environment is treated with respect and the economic sustainability of local communities comes first. In the Clam Vale, when coronavirus hit, it all happened so suddenly and we tried to adapt based on the recommendations at the time that it was just seeming too risky to stay open. That's Lachlan Aird, 
the brand manager of McLaren Vale Winery, Alpha Box and Dice. Like most regional South Australian wineries, in March they temporarily closed their cellar door in adherence to social distancing guidelines. Thankfully, they had an online store ready to go. Things that we put in place were same-day deliveries for Adelaide and having a seven-day roster of picking and packing using our staff that would normally be down in Tolador were in our warehouse fulfilling those orders and delivering as well. Everyone in the company, I think, has seen a lot of Adelaide um, in the last few months as we've been doing a lot of the deliveries. Alpha Box and Dice are also collaborating with other local wineries to offer customers an at-home cellar door experience they can enjoy from the comfort of their own couch. There's a section on the website where you can shop Alpha Box and Friends and we have limited packs with um, other winemakers. So we had people like Kerner and Charlotte Dalton and John DeBall Wines and Delacuente and a whole host of others. And so we pick our favourite wines from their catalogue and then pair them with ones from our catalogue. Each pack came with an explanation as to why we picked the producer and why we picked these wines to go together and their winemaking and things behind them. Lachlan Ed says accessibility is a pleasant silver lining from this online initiative. Being a Philidor in McLaren Vale, there's only so many people that can actually come visit even before coronavirus and restrictions, you had to be in Clarenvale on a particular day in order to come and try that wine. And so now it's really challenged us to find ways to be able to offer that on a wider scale and offer it Australia-wide as well. With out-of-the-box ideas like this, the future of Alpha Box and Dice and other local tourism-based businesses is looking bright. Just because the Solador format has always been a certain way for however long doesn't mean that it has to be that way forever. Dr Kate Quidley is hopeful creative innovation can enable local industries to thrive. Whenever human beings are faced with a difficult situation we tend to find ways to make it work. We tend to find ways to say how do we make something better. Even now you're looking at different companies saying, is there a way to end COVID? Can we make something? Can we make a chemical? Can we make uh, an inoculation uh, to make sure that we don't have this again? Is it going to be like the flu? Is it going to come back year after year? Who knows? So it's people trying to figure out what's going on here and how do I do my part to make this a little bit better of a world. While this balance of limited access, home-based enjoyment, and online exploration is meeting our needs for now, Dr Kate Quidley is quietly optimistic about the future of travel in Australia. There's something special about meeting people face to face and I think that going on real vacations and going to a place is better than sitting at home and looking at pictures online or even virtual reality. As restaurants and cafes around the world come alive with the clinking of cutlery and the possibility of a family holiday or road trip are no longer a far off dream. It's important to consider who you're supporting with your money. Let's keep our eyes peeled for sustainable, creative and local products and experiences that value accessibility and human well-being. Life Interrupted, Local versus Global is one of six episodes in Modcast Season 3.
Today's episode was produced by me, Nina Phillips, with series senior producer Sarah Mann from Radio Adelaide Podcast Works. Thanks to Dr. Kate Quidley, Dr. Freya Higgins de Biol, and Lachlan Aird for their insights in this episode. Thanks also to Deanna Newchurch, Lisa Bailey, and Kia Buckskin James for additional series support and resources. Our theme music for this series is The Loom by South Australian artist Jazook. Other sound elements throughout the series were created by Tristan Louth Robbins. Modcast Series 3, Life Interrupted, is presented by Mod at the University of South Australia and is linked to an online exhibition which you can find at mod.org.au. Oh,